In the name of Jesus. Amen. Please be seated. It's a helpful coincidence that Good Friday falls on April 15th this year. Taxes due today. Money is owed and debts are to be paid. But there are plenty of tax refunds and credits going out this year too, which is nice. But when money is given away freely, or debts are forgiven, someone ultimately has to pay for it. You can't just give things away without someone paying for it. So in that sense, nothing is truly free. If you are generous, if you are generous, and give something away to others, you are ultimately the one eating the cost. When debts are forgiven, all that means is that the one to whom you owed the debt has absorbed the debt. But it didn't just magically disappear. It had to be paid for. Likewise, the forgiveness of our sins our salvation from death and hell, it is, to be sure, a free gift to us. But someone had to pay for it. But what did it cost? That's what we're focusing on tonight. Jesus paying the debt for sins, the sins of the whole world. We talk about the cross all year long, we preach Christ crucified, as Paul said. It's central to the Christian life and the Christian pulpit. And tonight, we slow down and ponder the event itself, as Jesus paid the full price for our sins on the cross. Our sin runs so deep within us that we neither recognize how bad our sin is, nor can we begin to comprehend how great a debt we owe. We don't think we're too bad. We can always find someone who's plenty worse than ourselves. So the Lord shows us the cross, the payment being paid by our Lord Jesus, that we would see the great cost of our sin and know that it has been paid. First Peter 2, he bore our sins in his body on the tree. Second Corinthians, he who knew no sin became sin for us. All our sins were put upon him. Isaiah 53, he has borne our griefs and sorrows. He was wounded for our sins. All of the sin, shame, and guilt that we have, it all rightly deserves temporal and eternal wrath. But it's all been handed over to Jesus who suffered in our place. 
As we reflect on the suffering and death of Jesus on Good Friday, the physical suffering gets our attention. But that wasn't the main thing. Now, I don't want to minimize all the terrible suffering of Jesus on Good Friday, the beatings, the whipping, the crown of thorns, the nails, the spit, the shame, the slow suffocation. It certainly was terrible. And the thought that he was enduring it all for us and for our children should rightly bring us to tears. But the physical suffering and death of Jesus were not the worst thing, nor the main thing that paid for our salvation. After all, lots of people have died by crucifixion, even those criminals hanging next to Jesus. But their deaths didn't pay for sin. It's not just death that our sins require, but eternal separation from God. That is, our sin deserves hell. And that's the ultimate cost for our sins. And since that's the ultimate cost, that is the ultimate debt that Jesus had to pay for us. That's the price that's being paid as the sky went dark in the middle of the day and as Jesus cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Hell is to be forsaken by God, to be abandoned by him and left alone. Eternal separation from God. It is to experience the burning wrath of his anger against sin for all eternity, without hope of mercy or relief. Hell is typically described in the scriptures in regard to physical suffering, but that's only because we can't imagine the wrath of God in any other way. But it is the wrath of God that is the main thing about hell. Luther suggested that Jesus endured the tremendous physical suffering on the cross to give us a glimpse of the immeasurable wrath that he took for us. That is the wrath that we couldn't see that was happening. We can kind of sort of picture it with the crucifixion, which is to be sure the worst kind of death that a person can imagine. We can't grasp God's wrath, but we can understand physical pain. We can comprehend pain on our backs. We know what it's like to have trouble catching our breath, as Jesus did as he slowly suffocated on the cross. We know what nails are like and can imagine how they might have felt jabbing through skin and bone. We know how thorns might feel jammed into our head. We know what it might be like to be spit on and shamed. We know what it's like to have unjust rulers, to have friends abandon us, and to be betrayed. All the physical suffering of Jesus is meant to give us a tiny glimpse into the full wrath of God poured out onto Jesus in those three hours of darkness on the cross as he was being forsaken by God. It's a wrath 
that we can't imagine. And it's a wrath that we'll never have to know. Jesus took the full thing. Sins fully forgiven, devil rendered powerless, death stripped of its eternal sting. But why is it that God would bother telling us all those gory details of how he accomplished our salvation? I mean, he could have just said, your sins are forgiven. I've taken care of it. Don't worry about it. But he didn't. The scriptures, both the Old Testament and the New Testament, explain in detail the great suffering and bloody death of our Lord Jesus. He wants us to visualize it. He wants us to see it with our ears. Why? Now let's say one of my daughters was outside playing and out of nowhere a coyote came and attacked her. That's not too realistic for Naperville, but stay with me. Now I would run outside and whisk my daughter away, take her to mom to bandage the wounds, and I would go back outside, find that dog, and well, I'd, I'd handle the matter, you could say. And it wouldn't be pretty. My anger and fatherly instinct would be taken out on that dog. And when I was done, it wouldn't be recognizable. Later though, if I told my daughter to go outside and play, she'd probably say, Dad, I'm scared of that coyote. Then I'd say, don't worry about the coyote. I took care of it. If she did go outside, she'd never relax. She'd never stop looking over her shoulder, unable to just play in peace, always worried about being attacked. I can't play, Dad, until I know that that thing is gone for sure. Well, I'll show you, sweetheart, but it's not going to be pretty. And it's going to leave an image in your mind that you're not going to like. It's okay, Dad, I have to see it. So I take her over and show her the bloody, mangled mess that used to be a coyote so that she would know for sure. And from then on, she would know that that coyote would never bother her again, that it had been destroyed. She had seen it dead. In the same way, God has shown us the cross. He walked us over and showed us the bloody, violent, mangled mess, the nails, the thorns and whips, and most of all, the forsakenness and wrath. He wants you to know that the full price has been paid, that sin is fully paid for, devil fully overcome, death destroyed. Now, 
You can play in the yard without fear. You can live your life without looking over your shoulder and wondering if you somehow have more to do to please God. You need not fear the devil as though he could somehow rip you from the grip of Jesus. You need not worry about death as though it were eternal for you. Now that's probably the hardest pill for us to swallow that death itself has been undone. One of the clear reminders during the COVID times was that we are very afraid of death more than sin or the devil, I would argue. The body counts all over the news, endless measures taken to prevent death, regardless of need or side effect, people living in fear of one another. In our unbelief, we actually think that death is eternal for us, that it has not been overcome that we have to fight it off since it's some kind of rabid coyote still coming to get us. No, it has been killed for you. And the cross is the picture of it. Sin, death, and the devil hanging defeated for you as Jesus hung on the cross. The debt has been paid in full. The wrath of God and hell itself poured out fully on Jesus. It's done. It's finished. You can live and play, serving your neighbor in this world in joy and peace, knowing that the greatest enemies have been overcome. It is finished. All for you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. We stand.